Welcome to the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show. My name is Rebecca Whitman, and I'm a success mentor. I believe there are seven pillars of success. Your spiritual life, your physical fitness, your emotional, romantic, mental, social, and finally, your financial life. When you get all seven areas in alignment, you are balanced, beautiful, and abundant. I learned this the hard way. I've always made money. Unfortunately, I spent so much time making money that I never had time for the rest of my life. So, despite not having financial worries, I was never happy. I wanted romance, but I didn't have time to date. I wanted to be in great shape, but I couldn't find a moment to go to the gym. I wanted a more spiritual life, but I didn't meditate. That also takes time. I wanted to read great books and fill my mind with deep thoughts, but I never made the time. I wanted a great social life, not just going to work-related events. Emotionally, I was a wreck because my life was totally out of balance. Today, I earn more money than I ever have in my life, and I work only part-time. I have the relationship of my dreams. I'm in the best physical shape of my life. I'm spiritually grounded. I feel fulfilled mentally, socially, and emotionally. My life is in perfect alignment. This podcast will help you discover where your life is out of balance. My mission is to support you in achieving work-life balance so that you can have more fun and freedom in life. On my show, you will get to learn from experts in all seven areas of abundance. My guests have achieved tremendous success in their zone of genius. Are you ready to go to a level 10 in all seven areas of life? You got this. Welcome, Jenna Monaco, to the Balanced Beautiful Abundance Show. I love that name. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so happy you're here, and I can't wait to get into a great discussion with you. But first, I want to tell my audience a little bit about your background. Yeah, sure. uh, Jenna is an intuitive and a medium. She's a modern mystic, a writer, and the host of Spark of Intention podcast, which I'm so excited to be on in a couple weeks. She is a certified stress coach, meditation and mindfulness teacher, breathwork and embodiment facilitator. And I love this. She is dedicated to working with women who seek to embody their intuition and take their life to the next level. So that is so beautiful. I know we were chatting a little bit before we hit record about your story and when you realized that you had this gift of intuition and mediumship. So tell us your story. Sure. Um, it's, it's a windy road. I grew up, um, Catholic and I grew up in the Catholic church. Um, so that really shaped, um, my life and like my beliefs. Uh, and when I was eight, I was told by a priest that I was going straight to hell and there was nothing I could do about it. And so I, that really actually set off my spiritual journey because I became very skeptical and I became very questioning of everything. Mm -hmm. And I went to this first psychic I ever went to. She was like, you have this gift. You are, she's like, do you know this? Why don't you work in this? And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, lady. I'm (laughs) like, I, this is not me. Um, And then fast forward, I, was struggling deeply with my mental health. I'd always struggled with stress and anxiety. 
um, and then as well as depression. And when my father passed away when I was 23, that really set me on my healing path. And I avoided spirituality like the plague. Um, and I was just a super skeptical person of it. Um, but I quickly realized that as you're building your emotional resilience through your mental health, the spiritual piece is just a side effect of healing. Um, and it doesn't have to look any certain way. It can look exactly how it needs to look for you. And my intuition started to come about and I wanted to own my own business and I wanted to help people, but I, I had zero clarity. And I was, so there was also that aspect of like, what am I doing with my life? You know, I was 23 to 25 at the time. And I was like, what am I doing with my life? I want it to be meaningful. And so that was happening simultaneously as I was going through um, my healing process with my dad and, you know, living in a dysfunctional home because he was an alcoholic. That's why he passed away. And also wanting to share that story and remove the negative stigma and shame around mental health. So I started Spark Intention. Um, and then as I started to explore and find clarity, I started to go, um, just different teachers kind of came into my, my path. The first was Denise Elizabeth Byron. And I really connected with her and she teaches um, an embodiment practice called sensuous wisdom, which is about connecting back to your own inner wisdom. And I was like, that's what I need. Um, and then that's really when that modern mystic woke up in me. Um, and so I just kind of set out to understand why, like, how was I starting to know things before they'd happen or, or just know things about people before I'd really even met them. And I became uh, kind of a believer just when I personally experienced it. And then I was like, okay, the mediumship started to come into play. First of all, cause I was like, can I connect with my dad? Is there life after death? It's, and you know, just the curiosity of it. And then I started to read other people and they were just people I'd never met before and they were accurate. And I was like, that's weird. <laughs> and it still blows my mind. I don't think I'll ever really get over that um, excitement of it, but just to see how much peace it brings people mm -hmm. makes it all worth it. And then realizing, okay, if I can develop this, everybody can. And even the most skeptical people who, you know, which I would shy away from even saying the word spiritual awakening or spiritual, um, even the most skeptical people can find peace in this aspect that is spirit um, in their life and really connect their mind, their body and their spirit in a way that feels good and true to them. But first, it takes the healing process of connecting back to your own intuition. Yeah. So that's kind of the long story, but that's that's where it all started and ended. <laughs> now I'm here. <laughs> that's great. So like when you're talking to me, are you seeing like my spirit guides or other people? Or are you just focused on me right now because you're like turning off that part of your mind? That's a really great question. Um, so there's, there's different psychic channels. I think a lot of people 
including myself, I thought, and that's why I kind of thought that all of the psychics who I'd ever talked to, I was like, you're wrong. You're just flat wrong. And this is how I know that this is false. Um, (laughs) There's five different psychic channels. They're all through our senses. So the clairvoyance, when you can physically see spirit, um, that's subjective clairvoyance. So when I see, if I saw a spirit in front of me, that's why I never thought I was a medium because I'm not subjective. I see it in my mind's eye. So I see pictures, symbols, things like that. Um, and if I'm not tuned into your energy, I'm, it's easier for me to kind of take a step back. So I'm using simultaneously, and this is something that is a gift. I think that comes from being a child of an alcoholic or in a dysfunctional family is that you're hyper aware of people's energy right when you walk in, it's a survival technique. So on a very scientific base level and science is my first love. So, so very scientific level, that's, that's what's happening first and foremost. And then if I tapped into your energy and I, and I wanted to do that and I chose to do that, um, then that's when those messages would start to come through for me. Um, but I keep up a pretty big barrier um, for my own energy, you know, it's, it's just a respect thing and spirit respects that they won't, they won't do anything to, um, especially if you state, you know, even if you don't, they, they know what's, what's best for you. So, (laughs) um, so I don't physically see spirit. Um, and that's another barrier that I've put up, um, because I don't want to be caught off guard or surprised. Um, but in my mind's eye, that's when I start to see those symbols and I might ask questions or like, I really get into people's emotions really well. So I can pick up on, you know, what's not being said, um, very, very quickly. And that's kind of where my gifts lie. And that's what I do with my clients. So we can get deep really quick. Um, yeah. Right. So how do you work with people? Do you teach classes? Mm -hmm. Do you do one-on-one coaching? Do you do readings? Like how do you work with people? Yeah, I do all of that. Um, my, I have a group program that I work with people on, um, and that's called step into your magic and that's through Patreon. So I wanted it to be creative and fun for me. And also I wanted it to be of value and connect like-minded women together um, and to lift each other up. And so we have Akashic record readers in there. We have, um, we have tarot readers and then we have people in corporate in there. So there's so many different um, modalities in that group. And that's kind of where my, my major passion is, but I do work one-on-one with clients. That's a very deep dive of going into our intuition, connecting with our guides. I give you every tool I, I know of (laughs) that I have that I've developed. Um, and that work is really transformative and deep. Um, it does take a while because healing takes a while. We're literally reprogramming our subconscious. So that takes time. Um, so that's about a year that I work one-on-one with people. And then we kind of move on from there. What is your um, on plant medicine? Does that help people become more psychic or heal? I don't use plant medicine. Um, so I can't really speak to it. But I have heard that those journeys can be exceedingly potent and powerful. And there's a lot of 
study coming out now where it can help, you know, with PTSD and, um, and really unlocking that subconscious part of your brain. I use meditation. Meditation has literally saved my life. Um, and so I find that it's easier for me, for me to just use meditation and, and be in my own body. And I think also that ties into, you know, being a child of an addict, um, not really wanting to, I, I mean, I just personally don't want to find out if I'm, I have an addictive personality. Like I'm not trying to do that, but, um, I respect everybody's path and I think that it can really support people. Um, and it's just part of that is following your intuition. What are you feeling intuitively guided to try? What are you, what are you intuitively curious about? Um, I find that that's kind of the first place I always tell people to start tapping into your intuition if you want is follow your curiosities. What do you, what excites you? Um, your emotions are literally the key to connecting back to your intuition. That's beautiful. So let's talk about meditation. If somebody's mm -hmm. never done meditation, where do you have them start? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I have meditation classes that are very centered around um, visual guided meditations. I find that visualization is one of the easiest places for people to start with meditation. Um, and there's also some really cool apps. So when I started my journey, there was Headspace. That was the first one that I knew of. And that helped me get to sleep at night. So if you're really looking for stress specific, um, there's Headspace and Insight Timer are two of my favorites that I've used for years. Um, and that's, that's a very different style of meditation. You're specifically getting into your parasympathetic nervous system um, for de-stressing. And then if you're looking more for connecting to your spirit guides or connecting to your intuition and all of those things, then I would say visualization is a fantastic way to start that journey. So do you have guided visualizations that you have recorded that you play for that your clients can play? Or do you recommend a certain teacher for guided visualizations? I, I love guided meditation because I can just like turn my mind off. I don't have to mm -hmm. think, Oh my God, am I saying the mantra, right? Am I breathing on the right syllable of the mantra? Oh, there goes my thoughts. I just thought about, you know, where I park my car. Like, it's so much easier for me just as a type A, like vigilant, mentally person, like just to listen to something and just zone out. And if I fall asleep, I fall asleep. I know it's working on my subconscious. So I love guided visualization. So where where can my listeners access? Do you have a free one or how do we? Yeah, we just put one up on um my team just put one up on YouTube. Um, and so that one is a meditation for exploring what is possible and possibility. So every step into your magic program every month gets a guided pre-recorded visual um, visualization meditation. They're about mm, 15 to 20 minutes. Um, and I decided to share February's with the world um, so that they could just get a little taste and a flavor of, of what that can do for them. Um, I also do them every Tuesday for $11 a class and they are a different guided visualization. Yeah. Every single week on Tuesdays at four 30. And then you'll also get the replay. So if you're, you know, 
people are working, they have their own schedule, their own thing. You'll always get the replay of that. Um, so I have those as well and everything's on my website as well as, um, on Instagram. If you just click the link in my bio, it'll take you right there. Great. Yes. That's a great deal. $11 and it, you do a new one every week, every week. That's great. I love that. That is so cool. So I know you're also uh, certified in helping people reduce their stress. And this has been mm -hmm. a very stressful time. We're still at the, you know, tail end, hopefully of the pandemic, but a lot of people are still quarantined and they're not able to go back to their regular jobs in life. So what kind of advice do you give people during these challenging times to reduce their stress? Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, there, well, meditation for one, um, but I do find that creating space for yourself is really important. So whether that's sitting in your car, um, you know, growing up in a dysfunctional home, it was really hard to have any space or time to myself. And so I really, I really understand that like tight piled up family situation where you're just like, I don't have anywhere to go. Um, and so my place was the shower. Wow. That was my place to do. Pisces? I, I'm not a Pisces, but I am. Um, I am a Scorpio with There's a water. Cancer Moon and Cancer Rising, so I'm all water. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, so the shower was my place to do everything from visualization to de-stressing, um, and a great meditation—not meditation, but like kind of visualization—I liked to do was just imagine the water cleansing my whole body. Um, energetically speaking, and just like letting everything that wasn't serving me go down the drain. I love baths, but those are, those can be very luxurious um, and time consuming. If you have little ones, I understand that that's not something moms can usually do. Um, but if you do have the time to do that, and then also um, if you feel safe enough, a walk around your neighborhood. Um, and then if you don't really have that much time, one of the best things you can do is put your hands in dirt. And I know it sounds wild, but putting your hands in dirt is a grounding technique and it helps your body connect back to earth. If you can even put your hand on a tree. Um, and I know that sounds so funny. It's like hug a tree, but seriously, um, it does help your body center and get back into that parasympathetic nervous system. The thing is, is that oftentimes when we're in stress, we're in chronic stress, meaning we don't get back to our parasympathetic nervous system. So we're constantly creating those stress hormones like cortisol in our bodies and they get stuck in our joints and they get stuck in places and cause quote unquote disease in the body. And so the whole point is to get yourself back into that resting state. And that sometimes takes a couple, it, it takes a while sometimes for us to get back into that space. So another thing I like to tell people to do is breathe. So you're going to breathe in through your nose and out through your nose and breathe out just a little bit longer than that in-breath. That's an indication to your body that you're safe or safe enough. And so if you can just do that 10 times every hour, you're going to start to feel a lot better. Like 
within the next couple days, but you have to keep with it because it does take time. Hold it in longer than normal. Like not let your body know you're safe. If you're like, if you, that's a great question. So if you breathe in and then you breathe out, but the out breath is just a couple seconds longer than the the in breath longer. I thought it was the in breath. Okay. Got it. Yeah. And the reason you want to breathe through your nose is because when we breathe through our mouth, we're getting only in our chest. We want to get deep down into the belly, into our diaphragm there. Um, our chest is where we're like, I gotta, I gotta fight or flight like or freeze, you know, that's, that's, where we're at when we're just in our chest. So that deep inhale into the belly is where we want to get. And sometimes it takes a couple breaths to get deeper into our belly, especially if it's a new thing that we're doing or our body's like it's happening, you know? So um, those are just a couple quick techniques. Um, And then, I mean, this isn't very eco-friendly, but I used to go for drives. I used to just go for a drive. And just sometimes it'd be in utter silence and just kind of let that, let the thoughts run through and like, you know, just do whatever I had to do. But I just kind of like, I I live in California, so I'd like to drive to the coast. Um, But that sometimes if you just need space and you need to get away, it's COVID friendly. You're not leaving, (laughs) you're not leaving the car, but um, sometimes it can really help me personally unwind. I love what you said, too, about just walking outside. Like, if you feel that stressed-out feeling in your home and, like, you need space, just walk around the block, breathe some air, look at the beautiful nature. That is, even if it's cold, I know a lot of people are still in snow, but bundle up and looking at the snow can be so beautiful, and it can just kind of change your mindset, right? Yeah, that's a and it's a mindfulness technique. You know, anytime that we're coming back and we're focusing on what's present, um, that's mindfulness. And so that's probably why you love visualization so much because it's helping you stay present, um, kind of in your own head, but still present. And anytime that we can do something to be more mindful, and I'm a huge proponent for just, you don't have to add anything extra to your day. Just do what you already do. But be more mindful about it. That way you're starting to get into a different habit, but you're not necessarily adding more to your plate. Cause I think what a lot of people are feeling is overwhelmed. There's so much information, especially with social media. Like we do intake all of that information and we're kind of not really cognizant of it. So we're not just with our jobs, not just with our coworkers and not just with our family, but we're open to the entire world of information. And so coming back to the present kind of allows us to be like, okay, I'm actually just here. Like I'm not anywhere else. I'm here. So is that what mindfulness is? It's just grounding yourself in the present moment and paying attention to what's happening. Yep. Yep. In short terms, yes. <laughs> That's you exactly watch, what it is. Wash the dishes mindfully. If you're just, instead of in your head, you're actually like present to the soap and the sponge and how the dirt's coming off the dishes. That's mindfulness, right? Basically, yeah. Anything that you're just focused on, it's a single pointed awareness. So anything that you're singly point aware of, um, is mindful. And that's why some people really like cooking. That's why we have hobbies because it's like painting, cooking or whatever. It keeps us focused on one thing. 
Yeah, it gets us out of our head and we just have to focus on that one thing. Mm-hmm. I love that. So what does what does an embodiment facilitator do? I know it said that in your bio and I was just curious. What does that mean? Yes. Um, okay, so embodiment is, is something that I had no idea what it was when I started. I didn't even know really what I was signing up for. <laughs> Um, when I did it, I was just like, connect to my wisdom, check. Yes. Um, but embodiment is one of the most powerful parts of the healing process because it's getting back into our body. And it's also integrating what we're consciously aware of into our body as we move. So oftentimes you'll see this in manifestation. So like Gabby Bernstein, like she'll like jump on a trampoline or something and say her affirmations. It's an embodiment practice, right? So we're getting that, we're getting that affirmation. We're not just speaking it. We're actually moving it through our bodies and we're shaking up the information that's coded, that's been coded there from just our thoughts because our thoughts literally change ourselves. So um, like on a scientific basis. Um, And so when we're shaking up our thoughts, we're also shaking up that, that movement in our body. And so the most profound changes I have seen in people um, that I've worked with and in myself have been, through incorporating the embodiment piece and embodiment has become kind of a buzzword in the last year. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of excited about it because it's, it's that missing link really. So even if you want to manifest something, but if you want to do that deep integrated healing, um, that's where that embodiment comes in. So you're literally bringing the information that you want or that you want to believe and you're turning it into a belief by moving it into your body. So we go from knowing it to believing it. So what's one of your favorite embodiment moves these days? Yeah. So I, I've started my own embodiment practice that I've trademarked. It's called activate your magic and it is, all about moving with our inner children, moving with our highest self. Um, and it's a flow that anybody can do. You can do it sitting, you can do it. I prefer to dance it around. Um, but you, but it's, it's hand movements and it's, um, and it can be as difficult of a workout or not difficult. It's just a movement, um, as you want it to be, but it's including those affirmations that I'm being intuitively guided through. Um, it's very similar to the meditations. I don't know what I'm going to give you a visualization on until I'm in it. So, um, so spirits really just like works through me. So I also don't know what affirmations are going to come through, but it typically centers around worthiness because that's where we're most in need of support we don't feel worthy. We don't feel like we are deserving. Um, and that's, that's a common thread through my own life, but then also with my clients. And so typically the affirmations have something to do with, I am worthy. It is safe enough to receive. Um, and so we're moving with those types of affirmations. And then from there, we're literally embodied with that knowledge um, and with that new affirmation. So that's what activate your magic is. It's literally activating your, your connection to your intuition. And it is, um, and that's, that's the embodiment practice that I was taught with the sensuous wisdom. So 
um, from there, I created Activate Your Magic. And um, Sensuous Wisdom is an embodiment practice that Denise Elizabeth Byron created and is the founder of. Um, so hey. that's the sister of, of Sensuous Wisdom. <laughs> so if somebody wanted to start today and mm-hmm. let's say they were doing yoga, right? How, yeah. would they, how would they take their affirmation into their yoga practice or whatever exercise they're doing? Just breathe it in or breathe it out. How would that work? Because I know a lot of people uh, love yoga. Yeah. Well, yoga is kind of, at least to my knowledge, like one of the first embodiment practices. It is the sister science to Ayurveda. It's the, it is the embodiment practice of Ayurveda. It's the embodiment practice of meditation. So, um, so I'm pre- I, I don't do much yoga, so I don't know. Um, that is shocking to me. <laughs> I know. Well, it's shocking to me too, because <laughs> I've tried it and it's just never, and I, I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm also like, the appreciation versus the appropriation. So I know that that's really shifting and changing in, in the wellness world and the wellness community. So maybe if I went to India and I was taught like the traditional yogic flow with the meditation, it might resonate more. Um, I don't know, but um, I think like breathing in the way that I do it and, and activate your magic is you're, yeah. you breathe it in and then you speak the words, you breathe it out. And so it's yeah. really about that reciprocity of bringing it into your body, but then also giving it out. So you're, you're taking it in and you're giving it back. Um, and that reciprocity is really important. It's not just I'm taking, I'm taking, I'm taking, I'm giving, I'm giving, I'm giving. And you're not just releasing what doesn't serve you. You're also releasing that affirmation back out into the world and gifting it to the rest of the world. So I would think, I would assume that it's similar, um, but I don't know that for sure. But I do know that they do mantras in yoga at some point. Um, I'm, I think I'm like 99% sure there's, there's something to that. So I would be interested in looking it up because I don't know about yoga classes or how yoga teachers teach it. Um, but if you do want to do like, I am worthy, you can do it with your yoga practice. I know downward dog, so (laughs) you could go into downward dog. Um, and then you can just like breathe it in. And then as you go into downward dog, just like breathe it out. I am worthy. Um, and even if that's, yeah, even if that's your only mantra, that'll change your life. That will change your life for sure. Oh yeah. That is, I love the combination of movement and affirmation, Mm -hmm. bringing it from your head into your body. Tony Robbins calls, calls it incantations. Oh yeah. There you go. Yes. Really embody it. You have to like put movement to it. So that is that is so cool. Well, I have loved this discussion. And since you have so much beautiful wisdom, what can you leave yeah. our listeners with? What are two takeaways that can improve their lives that they can start doing today? Yes. Um, well, first and foremost, since we are talking about worth and worthiness, like you are worthy. You arrived here worthy. You exist worthy. Um, worthiness is as a thing that can be taken away as a human construct that doesn't exist. Um, 
And so you will, you will move on worthy. You just exist as worthy, no matter what you do, no matter what you say, no matter who you are, um, you are worthy. So that's the first thing. Um, and the second thing is that you are an intuitive being. You are tapping into your intuition every single day. You, whether you call it psychic, intuitive, whatever the language is, it's all the same. Um, and you have that ability totally and completely. Um, it's not something that only one person can do or you have to go to somebody even to connect to your, your family on the other side. Um, you can develop that. That's not something that only certain people have. So I think that that's something that I really, it's, it's, I'm really passionate about that specifically. It's what I work mostly with my clients on. So I want to leave the audience with that. Um, and just deep gratitude as well. Thank you so much for having me, Rebecca. And one thing that you can do today is practice being present. Practice being present today. See, see where you're at. Get curious how easily it is for you to move on to the future or how easily you move into the past. We are time travelers. I don't know why they say we don't, we don't know how to travel time. We're traveling time all the time. We're in the future all the freaking time. We're in the past all the freaking time. Um, so, and our brain doesn't know the difference. So we are literally traveling time. Um, in my mind, <laughs> I have no physics behind that, but that is how I see it. So try being present and just get curious at how easily or difficult that is for you. And, and then see how you can take that presence deeper every single day. That's beautiful. And I like that getting curious about it instead of like beating yourself up, like, Oh, there I am in the future again, or there I am thinking about the past. Like, just get curious about where, where you are today. Like how present are you? And you can always just change your mind and focus on something mindfulness, right. To bring you into the present. Totally. It's a natural thing to want to go to the future and the past. It's a natural thing because we have things to heal. And then we have things that we're hoping to achieve and our soul literally wants to live the life that it intended here. So um, it's natural. So you don't have to beat yourself up over it. Just be curious. Yes. And listeners, you are so worthy. Thank you so much for listening to the wonderful Jenna Monaco. Please share this podcast with a friend. This is a grassroots movement. There's no paid sponsors yet. So please share it with a friend, rate it, review it, spread the word. I'm sure you know someone who wants to be less stressed, more intuitive, and more mindful that could really benefit from this beautiful message today. So thank you so much for being on the Balanced Beautiful Abundant Show, Jenna. And I can't wait to see everyone next week with another incredible guest. Who says you can't have it all? I'm proof that you can. You just have to put your life into balance. Too much of anything, money, fitness, socializing can overtake your life. When all seven aspects of your life work in harmony, you will achieve the balanced, beautiful, and abundant life you've always dreamed of. Please subscribe to hear more inspiring interviews. Is there someone you know who could benefit from this podcast? Please share this podcast with them. Please review this podcast. Your feedback will help me target your needs and plan for upcoming shows that answer your questions 
and feature guest speakers that can make a big difference in your life. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Rebecca E. Whitman. Feel free to DM me to book a free balance assessment call. And don't forget, stay balanced, beautiful, and abundant.